wish that the that our beautiful listeners could see you practice air guitar on a microphone a little because that was great that, that was great. did occur that happened that did it? occur it really brought me a lot of joy well hey there beautiful listeners welcome back inside the sound this is michael and this is ryan and we are quite pleased very happy uh to have a special guest returning to us today would you care to say hello to our beautiful listeners hello everyone i'm anique (laughs) house baby the return of the most listened to of all time guest yeah uh most of our beautiful listeners won't need an introduction will they So this thing will keep going for a while. We'll just cut that. We'll just cut that out. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm very yeah. honored. And bam, now we're in the room again. Okay. We're off the cactus there. Oh right, yeah, we're off the cactus. We're back to back to the room. Um, and I, we were actually just talking briefly about. Uh, uh, is it pronounced Thanos? How do you say it in German? Thanos. Thanos, uh, his the, the Thanos hand behind us, but there was a smaller item that I saw that I haven't the seen before. Ryan. Infinity Gauntlet. Do you, yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, do you have a bat signal out there, dude? That is a working bat signal. It's a working bat signal. Why isn't it on? It should be on all the time. You didn't notice uh, Eddie up there either. Oh hey, That's I didn't notice Eddie. Edition. Well, you know, I, I walked in, I took off my glasses. Anyway. I'm just so excited that there's a bat signal. <laughs> no one spoiled the Batman for me. I haven't seen it yet. You know what, Anique? We don't have any classical <laughs> representation up there. Classical? Yeah, we need to. <laughs> I, if I could only pick one, one figure in the history of classical piano, who would you recommend? I guess it would be probably Mozart or Chopin. Like they were like gods in piano playing and. Uh, still like until now they are like their compositions are like the most difficult ones to play on piano but also on other instruments <laughs> i'll have to find i don't know if if uh a pop a funko pop exists of him but uh i'm sure there's something i can find right there's got to be one right you think there's got to make one of everybody there's got to be classical representation be. out there to be <laughs> um we were chatting a little bit about uh the fact the last time we spoke we were in the the heat of the pandemic and and all that have you been able to to play actually you've you've had a couple performances right how was that getting back uh into the public eye again it is not really getting back <laughs> it's not really getting back to like the normal concert routine like it was before COVID. Um, Still, most of the concerts are very small, like just a few people are allowed to uh, listen to the concerts. So I started to do more live streams, even though it was not that much, but like I started to do a little bit. And um, yeah, I I just hope that this situation is going to be over soon and uh, like concert halls can be able to like have more people more audience uh, sitting there again right yeah i guess um the lockdowns and all that are different it's pretty much back to normal here i feel like I very know. back to normal there's i mean a few people will wear masks um but it's like i mean they're take they've even removed the little, like the plastic uh for the counters uh mm-hmm like the little plastic shields, whatever they had all installed everywhere. Some of those places were the barriers. Yeah. The barriers, the germ barriers <laughs> that did I nothing. Think, <laughs> I think know? in Germany, it really depends on where you are. Like some parts of Germany are a little bit more relaxed uh, than others. And also I think the main problem is that many people are feeling a little bit insecure and they don't dare to invite like a musician or a couple of musicians and to plan the new season because they don't know exactly how things are going to turn out if they have to you know shut down everything again after a while and uh, so it's a little bit critical right now but all in all it's okay yeah another uh, big thing that occurred is you got a new instrument yes um 
Um, so before I had a small Yamaha. It is a C2. It was like around 175 centimeter long. I don't know how this is in the American measurement system, but um, so it was around the size that I'm tall. But now the new instrument, it is sponsored actually by Boston, uh, designed by Steinway and Sons for everyone who does not know it. And um, so since a year now, I'm Boston ambassador and I'm very happy to have this new instrument here. It's it's a very big instrument, it's more than like two meter 15, something like this. So it's very, very, very big. <laughs> Congratulations on that, yeah, by that's, the way. Yeah, that's a big deal. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, we talk a, a lot about um, picking our instrument and um, why certain ones call our name, so to speak. And as guitar players, we kind of have um, really talked about that specifically. But when it comes to picking a piano, how do you know when you sit behind one that that's the one that's a good question i would say it like really depends on what you want to do with it if you want to play a concert on it like we we have the problem that we have to change our instrument all the time right like um we can't just take it without uh, w with us on the on the stage um so we have to get used to different instruments all the time and switch the instruments. So for the stage, I would really choose one that um, fits my interpretation and my character. So I feel the most comfortable as possible on it. While for practicing like here at home, I would rather choose one that is a little bit challenging for me. Like it still feels very comfortable on it, but like uh, he would, I don't know how to say this, but like he would not allow me to do mistakes basically like uh, he would fight against my my fault like uh, faults yes <laughs> fight against your faults yeah like uh, he would not just let me play through it and um like i don't know really <laughs> how to say it in english but uh, to you know just play uh, without thinking and uh you know without the right movements and stuff if you have a very very good instrument that it knows you personally exactly and that fits your personality very good then it allows you to just you know play and relax without thinking about anything and even if you have the wrong movements it will still sound good but on this instrument or like uh, on a practice instrument in general it should not allow you to do this so you really have to practice the right movements and the right thoughts and stuff so you are prepared for the stage that is interesting i think um michael you'd probably agree um anytime you pick up uh an instrument you're not used to playing that happens where you're thinking of, I, I i know what you mean like a guitar that i've had sitting around and i played for years i can just pick it up and play and i'm not thinking about anything but playing but if I'm trying a new one out or, you know, I'm using one of yours or whatever, I'm thinking about it now, you know? Yeah. Just the feel is different. So right. like I'm used to my arm sitting right here or I'm, you know, the where the way it wears on your body or, or just, you know, things like that. Well, I think uh, for piano, I mean, in the end, everything is standardized, standardized. I don't know the exact English word, but no, like standardized. Uh, standardized yes so like the the playing itself like the keys are not a different size or whatever so the mm. playing itself is not so much influenced by the feeling like some keys are maybe like heavier or lighter so this is like the main influence but especially the sound like the the feedback that the instrument gives you and the character of the sound makes a huge difference like some some pianos are maybe a little bit more aggressive some are maybe more soft and uh, the more you want to work in one specific direction the better is it like that you have an instrument to work with at home that has like the opposite feature <laughs> so you have to work against it basically hmm. that's interesting to me does this make sense <laughs> yeah it, it, so when you're practicing you're really you really have to think about everything you're doing you know yeah yeah like for us it's really 
uh, important to to prepare ourselves for the stage as good as possible and like uh, if you're not like one of the world best pianists uh, who can you know get their own instruments with them on stage which would cost a lot of money and a lot of you know uh, organization around it um, you have to deal with what you get on stage and it is not always the Steinway D <laughs> it is sometimes you know a very trashy little <laughs> grand piano or just an upright sometimes it depends on which level to deal with it and uh, the more like uh, you have to like fight against your instrument at home and like really force yourself to get the maximum mm -hmm. out of it to create a nice sound on it the better you are actually prepared for everything that is coming on stage that that seems uh like it could be a little more nerve-wracking than it needs to be you know like you have no idea what kind of instrument you're going to be dealing with when you show up to play like you show up expecting well, that's, <laughs> that's uh every pianist's problem <laughs> wow how common is it that you just show up and there's a toy piano sitting there uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that never happened um it actually did happen to me once that i just had an e-piano there like a keyboard with not even like 88 keys i felt like they're what? kidding but that's uh, funny it was not like uh, i was shocked in that moment <laughs> but okay <laughs> i tried to play on it <laughs> but i hope this will never happen again like since then i'm always asking what type of instrument is there yeah. what type of brand piano is there so they get like a feeling for what i'm expecting mm. <laughs> how common is it for a, a pianist to actually cart their instrument around everywhere they go uh i think you really have to be like one of the top pianists in the world to be able to do this like i only know a few pianists who do this they have like extra prepared instruments which are um like perfectly tuned for their type of program like for example christian zimmermann is a very famous uh, pianist who is uh, bringing his instruments with him around the world and also i think daniel barenboim who is not just pianist but also a very famous conductor and uh, i'm not so sure if he's still playing but he as far as i know he also had like a specific keyboard so the keys were a little bit smaller um so he can't just you know play on any other instrument without problem but yeah <laughs> until i'm on that level i think <laughs> it will take some more years <laughs> It's just it so funny to me, man. The 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 things that we talked about um, how last time uh, in our conversation you gave us a lot of insights into the classical world, and here we go again. Because I never, it, it would never occur to me that you wouldn't be able to use your own instrument. Like as in the rock world, it's like almost unheard of that you would just show up and use, you know, someone else's someone instrument else's that's instrument. there at the yeah, venue. Just who knows if it's in tune? You know, you show up, you show. <laughs> a gig and it's like a a rogue you know strat knockoff sitting there and yeah plugged right into a yeah, you show but on the other hand it's actually oh sorry it's also no. very interesting to have like a lot of different instruments all the time because especially when you have the possibility to play on very high quality instruments every instrument has its own character right its own personality and um it will change your interpretation of the piece as well like on stage you always have yourself as interpret the instrument and the piece like three players that have to you know find the golden middle basically and um if you always have the same players around you then you will always have like the same thing it's not always this like but uh in the end there's not so much changing but if you have one player that is changing all the time it you are forced to change the outcome basically and it's always interesting to see what is creating like how, how the piece is changing through this hmm. again though it just seems like uh I don't know from my perspective like there's something there it's like so nerve-wracking like everything in the everything in the classical world is like can we make this as nerve-wracking as possible 
how nerve-wracking can we make this okay let's add uh, an element here to it and also well, but it's just for pianists you know so yeah. it's like uh, yeah because if you were in an orchestra yeah, yeah exactly violet you're gonna yeah. take it with you yeah you have your i own. didn't yes. i didn't realize how uh dangerous you know classical pianists are <laughs> living on the edge not knowing what what the new day is going to bring huh Jeez. <laughs> <Dangerous>. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yes it is uh it's always a little bit like a surprise box you go you go on stage you say hello to the instrument and then you have to start and uh, like I always wish that I have at least a couple of minutes alone with the instrument in the hall mm. in the concert hall because when there are other people around you making noises watching you and stuff you do not really you know have time to calm down to you know just interact with the instrument itself and right. get intimate, you know. You have to do it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up, though. Like, what? What's the process? Uh, you, you, they let you give you time to get warmed up or whatever on the the instrument. Like, what should the first thing that you're gonna do? Um. Normally, I'm warming up. Like, I'm doing stupid warm-up finger warm-up uh, exercises without any pedal i'm just trying to you know figure out how the keys are feeling underneath my fingers i'm sorry um, <laughs> i'm still <laughs> laughing about getting into it on stage <laughs> for the for the first time <laughs> it's like I'm a sorry. blind date <laughs> it's like a blind date it's and then blind, you have to like yeah. perform afterwards <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's it's always very interesting, as I said. And uh, then you have this instrument. Then you have the whole. You have like the whole acoustic that is changing everything. And then at some point, because I don't want to waste too much energy and too much, uh, you know, this excitement before the concert. I'm normally not going too much into it and like play fast and furious and stuff but just you know Brilliant. a little bit of that a little bit of that and There's very a few slow chords. and silent most of the time yes Chopsticks. just to see how the yeah how, <laughs> how the feedback is from the instrument if he likes it or not hmm that is <laughs> I know you say if he likes it or not are all are all pianos <laughs> typically dudes for you or they're not ladies <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. Because <laughs> I have the opposite thing. It's like all all guitars are ladies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Oh, okay. You know, well, it's in, funny. In, it seems that way for most guitar players. It seems that way. You know? yeah. Actually, in German, this is, I think what what makes me feel like this because it's der Flüge. So it's the, the grand piano is mas masculine. Masculine. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, German is masculine. And, and actually, the guitar. Is die Gitarre in German, so it's actually a female. <laughs> La Gitarre mm -hmm. in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, okay. that's interesting. I didn't realize that there is a... So there's a logical reason for that. <laughs> well, that, I didn't... It's, the, like, gendered uh, objects are, are really common in Spanish and other... I didn't realize German also had that same kind of... So, like, yeah, an German object has... Yeah, German language is uh, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, in English, we can make it whatever we want it to be. Yeah, English yes. is a funny... Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's its own thing. Man, I... It, it's just funny to think, though, like, the, the... The situations in the classical world that you have to deal with. Yeah, actually, what makes it even more crazy is that I feel like after someone played on on my instrument or on any instrument, on any piano the piano afterwards feels different. So like, for example, if I warm up on an instrument, I get a specific feeling with it. And then someone else comes, plays 10 minutes on it. And if I then have to play on it again, it feels completely different. Like you can really feel that someone else played on it. That makes a lot of Weird. sense to me though. <laughs> no, but that makes a lot of sense. Cause think about it. You're whoever just played it, there there's vibrations, right? And even after the sound stops uh, ringing from our ears, um, there's still like very subtle vibrations that are going on in there. Um, it's also like the felt of the of the hammers as they hit, you know, um, when the hammer hits the string, it, it leaves a small imprint too. So it's like, it's not, not that it's deadened or anything, but you know what I mean? It's like there's, there's an imprint left by a person on that instrument because it's an acoustic instrument 
Um, and then when you get your hands on it, the next one, it it's like, okay, this feels different. I know. I mean, because mm. I played grand pianos, that's what it feels so like. So if, if an individual is maybe like banging on the piano you would <laughs> why do you look at me when you say banging on the piano i don't know why that has to yes. be a me thing um that might have yeah but you can actually feel it if someone is treating the instrument well or not <laughs> that's true what's the most notable thing that you notice if someone is treating it well as opposed to mistreating it I just feel like the instrument itself becomes a little bit aggressive if you don't treat it well. Like, I don't know how, how sorry, to say Sorry, would you it, repeat that? You, you cut out. What about aggressive? Oh, what did you sorry. Say? I, I just end. feel like if someone... Is, is it better? Yeah, it's is on it our end. Yeah, you're good, you're good. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I feel like if someone is not treating the instrument well, is like really hitting on the keys, banging it, then the instrument sounds a little bit aggressive afterwards. Like everything you do, you have to be extra soft to it to make it uh, calm down again, I feel like. But uh, maybe this is just psychologically, I don't know. Hmm. That's fascinating though. It's almost like you're transferring because it is an emotion little box, emotion machine. That's why it was so revolutionary. It was that the 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 sound dynamic was so uh, new, right? When it first came out, like all these hundreds of years ago, like it it, it would make it's weird. It's like it can capture this emotion. You, your anger, you're banging on the piano, or whatever you're doing, it can like absorb it yes. almost. That's so. So is it yes. is it more of a calculated aggression than when someone is really getting into a piece? It's not like the guitar where you're like digging in and just beating the crap out of. <laughs> I only know how to bang on instruments. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, all I do is play bangers. Okay, I bang on the piano and I bang on the guitar, and you know I'm always banging. It's what I do. It's like I'm playing the drums. <laughs> well, I think um, you know when you when you watch professionals playing piano, like. I say this often, um, people, when they watch videos or when they go to the concert and see someone professionally playing piano, they do not see the details of every movement. And if someone is like playing, a, like let's say aggressive or like very loud and something fast and it's very wild and stuff, it seems like they are banging the instrument, which is not true. Like we're not just falling into the keys and like hitting it. We are like playing away from the keys basically. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it but like uh, it's never just falling into the keys without control like there's always a control behind it and um, that's I think one of the biggest differences between someone who is training it professionally and knows exactly what he's doing to someone who's like really just you know falling into the keys and trying to be loud <laughs> and wild <laughs> I like that I like the falling into the keys imagery though like, oh, should I not have stood up on the bench and just hammered down onto the keys? <laughs> I have That's also what I was doing wrong. The weird insight into <laughs> how I used to play the piano. No, really, because that's, <laughs> that's really... Is that why the piano disowned you? Because it, you were being too mean to Is it? Is that why I got kicked out of a... So I was... <laughs> I was I was, I was like, in, leave me alone, man. I was in uh, the Texas. Uh, so I was in, I was in Texas and I oh, was in that San Antonio. It. Okay. And I was buying a guitar and the nice guy behind the counter took me back into the recital hall <laughs> and it had a $250,000 Kauai grand piano in there. And he was like, you can play it. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And I think I even did a, I, I think I even shouted you out on social. I, uh, I think I did a live thing and I was like, where's Anique when you need her? Cause I was like, I was so wholly unprepared. Like I used to be pretty okay. I mean, I wasn't professional, but I could play several very complicated pieces. So this is the roundabout peak. way Anique so I am saying he fell into the keys on that $250,000. It's possible. I know. And they kicked him out. They kicked me out. For it. <laughs> So I was playing my things, which are very loud and bangy, you know, because I write bangers. That's what I do. And so I, I had a few songs. Uh, you know whew. what, though? It's not a bad thing. that You just have a percussive style. I just wanted to hear you the know? range of the instrument, okay? I wanted to understand how quiet to how loud. And I like the loud end because it's enormous. It's a huge piano and it gets very loud. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, this is amazing. And so I should have known better. I know. And I, it's, it's, there's etiquette. And I, and I just didn't care. So well, but we out. have to say that actually, like these high-quality instruments, uh, these concert grants, they they can take a lot of 
violent playing. <laughs> like That's what he was saying. Just pulling the keys. <laughs> Look, it still sounds good normally. He's a violent <laughs> player. If He's a have, violent player, Anik. Thanks for putting a <laughs> label you, on it. Aggressive. Uh, if <laughs> violent. Anik, if you had to pay, spend $250,000 on a grand piano and they literally have to send someone from Japan, one of three people in the world, to set it up for you, if it can't take a little bit of, you know, get the chords, then why am I spending $250,000? This is what I want to know. Okay. All right. Anyway, but that's fine. I'm really not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the other guy. It wasn't the well, guy that brought me in the room. It was the other guy who kicked me out. It's, it's not just about <laughs> the piano abuse. Uh, that's the end of my story. showed up there and that's <laughs> abused <laughs> well in the end you know you're not you're not just paying for playing loud on it you're also playing for playing extremely soft on it like right oh the yeah the contrast should give you the whole yeah. range yes like the smaller the instrument the, the smaller also is your dynamical range and these big concert grants like you can't go from pianissimo or pia 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 nissississimo i don't know how to say it <laughs> to fortissimo and louder and uh like you get all the differences and everyone can hear all the details that's awesome yeah it's like having a more expensive microphone because it's a larger diaphragm and it can pick up more vibration so it's the range that it can it can pick up is way more more detailed it's louder that is what it's like like on a grand piano versus like a little upright the range of how loud you can get and the range of how quiet you can get it's just it's it's so cool like and that's why i was trying to experiment and just see what yes. okay all right <laughs> Experiment. Um, but you didn't try the opposite. <laughs> no, I did. I did. Just, they're not going to kick you off when you're playing quiet. Are He's they? like, I was going to get to that. Anika. I was getting to the other they side. Me out before right. I got there. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> honestly, as much as I enjoy crescendoing, like as much as I enjoy going really quiet to really, really loud, I also really enjoy getting super loud and then abrupt. Pianissimo. You know what I'm the saying? Like a abrupt. piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that abrupt. Just a quick, uh. The abrupt, and I like how that feels on an instrument. Well, what it is, the abruptness of the, from going loud to nothing is when they kick you out. I was gonna, <laughs> that's what happened. I was gonna abruptly change into a quiet. You know what, Anik? I'm glad that you helped me understand that he's a violent, violent. <laughs> no, I never said this. I never said this. <laughs> No, you didn't, but I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm an aggressive uh, pianist. I, I, I'm not much of a, yeah, I'm, I'm very rusty. It was very rusty. I was like, okay, well, anyway, I wish I, I was like, I thought of you. And I was like, man, I really wish she were here to play this thing. Cause I knew you could do it just cause it was beautiful. Like it was the easily the most expensive instrument I've ever got my hands on. It was, you know, all joking aside since. <sighs> I guess everyone has their own interpretation of a piece, like you mentioned, Anique. How do you know how hard or soft or the pacing? Like, how do you decide on all of that? I would say, like, uh, part of it is what you learn during the years, like what your teachers tell you, how other people are playing it, and then you try to imitate it. You get, like, a taste for different styles, for different composers. And then, of course, you have to <clears throat> find your own style. You have to listen to your own, uh, how do you say this, in intuition. And um, then maybe one of the most important things is to actually analyze the pieces. Like, we are not improvising the pieces. It Everything is written there. And uh, normally, the composer, especially when you're talking about Beethoven, for example, he writes extremely detailed what he wants into the scores mm. and still there is a lot of space for interpretation like uh, if you play different Beethoven recordings everyone is still playing differently even though Beethoven wrote like very detailed what he wants and um, basically what we're doing is to analyze what is happening between the notes we try to analyze like the harmonical structure of the piece um, the melody line the rhythm dynamics and stuff like so you get an overview uh, like a land land map of the piece you know where are the highlights where are where are the valleys of the piece uh, where where is the color changing and stuff and then you have to decide how do you want to express this to the audience um, like not just technically but also like um, like, yeah, 
how much time are you going to take at that part? For example, uh, what you said before, like from going from fortissimo to pianissimo in just one second, um, this is actually very, very difficult to create because you have, it's, it's not just about the dynamic, it's also about timing. Um, it's, I always try to explain it a little bit like if you are sitting in the train and you're like super fast and suddenly the train has to stop like what happens to our body if we sit inside the train is that we still fall to the front um, because we we just went very fast and like this second of falling to the front and then coming back and stop on this spot like this is exactly the second that we need to come from fortissimo to pianissimo and this timing thing like to get this taste for timing is, is very difficult and takes a lot of time <laughs> Yeah, and you, when you get interrupted and kicked off the instrument before you have a chance to make that <laughs> dramatic drop, it's frustrating. Okay, all right. It's very fascinating to me, um, all the the extreme nuance yes. in, in, in this world. Like, in, in the, there's so many layers upon layers of things that you've got to be conscious of. Yes, like, uh, there, there is actually a very famous quote, um, of a composer, I forgot the name of the composer, but anyway, <laughs> he said, uh, everything is written in the scores, except of the most important stuff. Like this is of course written between the notes, so. <laughs> that was me, that was my quote, thanks for your <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reading that and remembering it. Um, it, uh, it wasn't actually, you're looking at me like uh, I was looking, serious. I'm not looking at you like anything. I'm just observing. You were. I'm observing. <laughs> you know, just listening, trying to. You know. Yeah, this is really odd along. being in the same room. It's almost uncomfortable. <laughs> You're in just a way. like, why? I'm just like, we're here sitting in the room. He's so used to having to stare at the screen. You know, I'm so glad we could do this one in person. This is fun to be able to actually like, uh, you know, if he's he's in with an elbowing range, so I could like get him the sharp elbow if I need to. Um, but no, I'm just enjoying really, you know, your mind, Ryan. Frankly. I think what I should do is just have a cardboard cutout of me in the room with you and then continue to do it remote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's, uh, it would work. I would actually probably like that better. I think Nick would appreciate it. And <laughs> our beautiful listeners, you know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would appreciate it if you come to Germany and we can like a real interview someday that would be cool or i can yeah. do you yes <laughs> we'd love that that'd be cool yeah we'll do it we'll we'll be fancy you know fancy we'll be fancy <laughs> yay maybe in honor of the classical world i'll wear, I'll wear a suit with the long coattails <laughs> i would love for the that. interview you know I'd love to see that. <laughs> i'll flip them back before i sit down <laughs> It has style, but I'm not so sure if it is that comfortable to play in it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you did once? What? No. Oh, no, you you wanted to. That was like your I dream. I can't say dreams. I've said that ever. Can't doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> can't say. Not that I don't. Uh, not that I object to dressing up for shows. I mean, that's part of the show, right? It's it's you know yes. is and that can be fun. It can also be overdone. Uh, which is why you'll never find me in an 80s hair metal group. It's just not, I love the music, but I don't really want it, you know, all the time for the makeup and. You don't like that glam look? I know I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Big fan. Big glam fan. No, um, I don't know. No, you it's, don't it's know. cool. I don't, I don't know what you're a fan of, man. I don't barely know you, this guy. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> no, I but, thought uh, we were going to be more mature this year mature. and not bigger for <laughs> the guests. I'm not. We're very, this is peak professionalism here. We're, we're very excited to be professional. Well, back to the star of the show, as we like to say. <laughs> what are you looking at me? I'm, I'm letting you talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I look like I'm in trouble here. No, uh, you're talking. I looked at this You saw so, this, right? It's so weird. Said, anyway, back to the star of the show. I'm like, okay, he's going to ask Dang her it. a question or get, you know, let's, let's rope a neek back in here. Yeah, I was yeah, also expecting a question to come. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Thank you. It wasn't I thought he had like a specific thing in mind that he was uh, just trying to. What have been some of the the more notable pieces that you've been working on um, that have been some, maybe your favorites or that were challenging in a way? Yeah, I have been working on all Chopin etudes. I don't know how much you know 
exactly about this. Uh, the Chopin Etudes are actually one of the most um, like difficult, technical, difficult pieces in piano literature. Um, they've always been since they were written down, <laughs> and uh, like until now, like you can't participate in any serious piano competition without showing at least one Chopin Etude in your program. And uh, it was it was crazy to you know play through all of them. Like there are twenty seven in total, like two cycles of twelve pieces. Like Opus Ten is twelve uh, etudes, Opus Twenty Five again twelve etudes, and then there are three extra etudes which he wrote a little bit later. And um, these etudes are super super crazy. Each like has a different character. And if you want to play through all of it, like as if it is one big work of art, um, it becomes very difficult, not just like technically, because you, you run out of energy at some point. It's like running a marathon <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, but also because like every, every piece has its own character and like sometimes it's very dark and in the next moment it's very light and happy and you have to like switch into these different roles in seconds and um and also different techniques of course and that's that's extremely challenging <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and i'm still working on it <laughs> so that is the pinnacle of difficulty then huh when it comes to piano well like Chopin treats are definitely like uh, the top of the top uh there's not nothing i would say that is more difficult than this in piano literature um but yeah like uh musically there are of course uh, other pieces that are equally difficult to these pieces are you ever gonna attempt to do that on stage play play all that all the way through I actually already did like there were oh, some really? okay. concerts <laughs> there's actually a live stream concert where i did it the very first time uh it was around christmas and um well there are a lot of mistakes you know <laughs> but it's okay it was the very first try to we probably wouldn't uh, play notice through everything and i didn't know <laughs> I didn't know if I can manage to keep my energy, like how, if my body would strike at some point. Um, and actually, strike. I felt at the end, like I thought, I don't know, like the the four or five last uh, uh, etudes, I could really feel that my right arm was starting to get tired and didn't want to continue anymore. <laughs> but how long into the it. performance with that? <laughs> She's like, I had a, I had three Red Bull before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after I hit the last note, I just passed out. <laughs> How long the performance where you're finally starting to think, oh man, I'm, I'm not sure if I have the, or I'm tired, or in the one you're talking about. How long? How, like how how far in were you? How many minutes? It's, it's actually not so long. Like uh, the first twelve etudes are thirty minutes, and the second part of it is also around thirty minutes. So in total, it's just one hour of program. Just. which is not that's so insane much. though when you when, like me thinking about just a solid hour yeah. of that is unbelievable so have, put this in me. reference for people who play rock because <laughs> the people who are doing an hour that's like you're headlining the tour you're you know what i mean most sets are way shorter than that and their fingers oh, really? moving the, for the, the solid, whole time yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah so like uh, the classical players you know they're doing these orchestras and these it's, it's just lo traditionally like longer pieces a long yes. long period of time yeah but all. normally like when you when you have long pieces like when you play for example a sonata or a concert there is at least one slow movement or a part that is much much slower so you can you know kind of relax and get get back your power and energy um, to play the final basically and in case of the in, of the etudes basically you're just playing fast and and like super difficult technical stuff all the time through and and that's that's the part that is like super challenging and you know at, at some point like when i started to do this um I could feel that my muscles are building up and I think I was never as trained as now, <laughs> like just, you know, my arms. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I think this stops a little bit, like there is nothing to 
strain anymore. Like the muscles are completely trained and you can't create it only through the muscles anymore. And then you have to actually think about, okay, where do I have to create relaxation points? Where do I have to stop and breathe? And where can I, you know, get some energy back and um, think about a little bit, you know, use your brain <laughs> to make it work in the end. But therefore you have to try it several times on stage to find out where where do I feel like I'm getting tired and when exactly do I need to, to breathe. That endurance level, not just physically, but also mentally, it's because like, I, you yeah. can't, you, you have to, I'm sure there's an element of training your mind to not veer off on at all for a solid hour. Yeah. It's gotta be difficult. I think everyone is doing a little bit differently, different in this case, like everyone has its own, his own tricks. Um, for me, it helps a lot to start smiling <laughs> while playing. It's a little bit creepy, but <laughs> like, especially when I feel like I'm getting nervous, I, I just have to remind myself that I have to deeply breathe in because sometimes we just forget to breathe. Um, especially at the piano, you don't, you don't actually need to breathe to create the sound. Like uh, if you have to sing or if you have to play an instrument where you actually need your breath, you don't really have that problem. But at piano, like breathing is actually super important and um, we often tend to forget it. So breathing and trying to calm yourself down is like something that I always try to do. And when I feel like I'm getting too nervous or something is like a little bit, you know, insecure, I try to smile <laughs> and then it helps too. <laughs> so yeah, breathing, um, I guess I've sort of always known that, because like why spend so much time using my breath for like, you know, wind instrument type of thing, you know, play brass instrument or, or like with singing, you have to learn to use the breath, right? Yes. But like, I never really about thought about, it's all about the breath. Well, it really is. Are you speaking of all the hot air that you generate? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, we talked about this last time we had this conversation about like breathing with the phrasing um, for yes. what you're doing, which I think is and the movement. so important. That was one thing yeah, the movement too. too. Yeah, and it's just, it's part of that expression. And if you're not, well, heck, you know, just like if you're not breathing when you're moving furniture, you can hurt yourself. It's just it's, it, it, hurt, <laughs> yes. it can hurt the expression of the piece if you're not in time with the phrase or whatever. Exactly. So, and especially like in classical music, a lot of stuff is coming out of the vocal uh, music. So um, a lot of melodies are like basically something that you could actually sing if you're, of course, a professionally trained musician. But um, like the melody lines are singable normally. So at some point you have to breathe and uh, it's it's the best to try to, you know, practice a little bit at home with singing and breathing to find out where you actually have to breathe and how you would like create the line in the phrase um, through singing and then recreate it with your fingers and on stage you don't sing. <laughs> I was gonna Just say, do you, do you sing when you practice? Sometimes, but I would not call it singing. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are noises involved, but the, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, like how you sing, Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't call it singing. It's just weird noises. Yeah, it's just mouth noises, out, yeah. <laughs> mouth vibrations. <laughs> so the physical hot air. You think I can live hot air? He says hot the air. Physical. Sorry, it took me a minute to get angry about the that. The physical endurance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to try to sneak that in holding, there while you were I was in that one in. deep and in I, thought so you yeah. didn't notice. Yeah, he's such a jerk. So in the middle of his thought, I was like, you know, hot air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. He's like trying low to be blow. really thoughtful there, Anik, and I had to. No low blows, man. Um, the, uh, the physical endurance element of, of performing does that just come with with all the hours of practice are you like have like rocky training your workout regimen yeah. this year um i used to do a lot of sports to get like a balance to what i'm doing at the piano and to you know also support what i'm doing at the piano 
Um, of course, it's in the end, it's uh, most of it is uh, just piano practice. And the more you practice, the more you know you build up the muscles and the muscle memory, and things are going to work for you without thinking about it. But um, to be able to train that much, <laughs> you also have to like train the whole body basically and your brain. Uh, otherwise, it's it's not working. I'm getting a headache just thinking about everything that goes into this. <laughs> I thought I <laughs> she's pulling back the curtain a little bit. Well, playing piano is like real sports a little bit. You have to warm up. You have to train different muscles and uh, you know put a lot of thoughts into every single movement that you are doing to get the most efficient uh, movement out of it or the most efficient s solution. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. So now my brain is like, I'm sure there has to be a great deal of frustration that you have to deal <laughs> with in this process. Like how, I'm sure you've probably found a way, the best way to kind of exhaust some of that frustration that I'm sure comes with learning crazy pieces. Um, and all that. The world it seems to be very stressful in general. <laughs> I think what's important to always keep in mind is that it's never the fault of the piano. It's never the fault of the composer or the piece. It's always your own fault and your mindset, of course. And um, if, if the piano doesn't want to work like you want it to work, uh, you have to open up a little bit and communicate, like communicate, I don't know how to say it better, but you have to maybe like ask the instrument what he wants even though you can't really directly ask him but like you have to try out different things you have to um, be creative and uh, stay flexible in everything you do and what helps me a lot is to like really try out a lot of different interpretations play through it like um, and and try to you know get different ideas and perspectives on the piece because then when when you actually have to deal, for example, with an instrument that you have really troubles on, on the stage, which is playing against your personal character, for example, you still have like something in your hand that you can use to play with this instrument. Still, maybe the, the result is not what you expect and, and maybe not what you practice, but at least it's working in that moment. And well, frustration, you know, I think you you just have to really stay creative and smile as soon as you feel like it's not working. <laughs> Smiling helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it, yeah attitude, maintaining that the right attitude. But it's like that. Uh, but you know, know, of course, if if you feel too frustrated and like you really don't want to practice today, well then don't do it because you're go you're not it's not helping. Like sometimes we're just trying more through forcing us practicing than you know just leaving it for a day, and tomorrow everything is going to be better. Hmm. Yeah, it's been mentioned before that sometimes you you shouldn't feel bad, uh, you shouldn't feel guilty for taking a day off if you really need to. Uh, I completely disagree with both of you. You should play every day, and if you don't, you're. <laughs> Absolutely, you're a loser. And how can you call yourself a musician? No, I, it's weird that I have that. <laughs> I just have this feeling like I have to play every single day that I'm alive. Because uh, how can I call myself a musician if I don't play an instrument every day? So I usually... Uh, oh, don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> don't do what I do. Please do not I literally, do that. I'm just, I'm not even thinking. Novelty harmonicas. <laughs> okay. There's a moratorium. There's a moratorium on playing the novelty harmonica in front the, the, of guests. I'm not playing anything. I'm just asking questions. Anik, you live in Germany. You've heard of Honer, right? The Honer, the instrument company? heard of them h-o so sure no that's a no and we can move you on. should you really need to because they make they make these fine the, the high quality professional harmonicas and other little what's like, a harmonic instruments and they're they they're hand make them in germany and they're they're really they're like the uh, best I'm sorry i'm just a pianist i'm just pianist i'm just interested okay in now, you, <laughs> and now you now you know about yeah this fine german pianist. Company. so are you bringing up novelty harmonica this one is called the little lady 
Okay, and this okay. is the first instrument that was in space. It's an inch long. See? <laughs> and uh, because wouldn't you know, that be in a museum a, if that were it's the not first this exact instrument? Harmonica. It was a <laughs> by the good folks over at Honer, who are not currently sponsoring me. Not sponsoring me at all. But um, no, I just. All right, enough of that pivot. Uh, I just, I, so, I, I, I agree with you. In, in actually, in principle, I, I apologize I for that. The idea that was not, completely out of the blue. It had nothing to do. <laughs> but it was an interesting fact. <laughs> right. I, this is a, this is also an entertainment show, Brian. It was so a, sometimes it had to be entertaining. It was like a Sheldon Cooper you know? fun fact. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, Get this, Anik. I'm nothing like Sheldon Cooper, frankly. He wishes he was playing. Um, what I'm trying to say is like this idea of like forcing you def, I, I actually, forcing knowledge on people who don't want it. You're not gonna let me. You're not gonna let me finish that, are you? Um, this idea of like I'm sorry, I just have to. Are you all right? Yeah. What are you, really? Yeah. Well, funny how this is okay. He has a Sheldon Cooper pop, but like, get this, and he, funny the how this is your, is your Sheldon. Like this is coming from a guy that ha, that owns a Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> Or whatever his name was, the guy from Big Bang Theory. Like, get uh, this, and I have pop. a novelty here harmonica here, right here in my hands. Okay, and he had to bring it to show you. It was the first instrument played. He's like, well, yes, you know, Michael showed his toys. So I'll show my toy. Is that basically? You feel uh, right? if, if you want to frame it that way, do, I, do you feel like you've impressed Anik now with your with your? I felt like since it was derailed, we might as well just drive it completely <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> derailed. I wish I had like also a little toy here to show you, but like I, I just have this big toy here. <laughs> Apparently, we're doing show and tell right this now. Show and tell. <laughs> but my point is the forcing it. <laughs> I, I I actually agree with you in principle. You know, I hate to interrupt you, you but is there anything else you want to say about the harmonica? But um, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna, this is the time for the sharp elbow, <laughs> sharp elbow, like when you're not expecting it to the to the jaw. Um, the thing about forcing it. What are we talking about now? I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. If oh, you're okay, ready. I'll listen. Is I'll there listen. anything else you want to you wanted to add? I think we're over okay. it now. <laughs> By forcing it, forcing the, <clears throat> um, <laughs> really trying. hold it together, and he wants to make it as hard as possible. I love, I love. You know what, Anik? I try to keep him in line. In theory, I, we're I in the agree. same room. I thought he was going to be professional. And then he had to pull the novelty <laughs> harmonica out. Just keep going. You. How dare I? <laughs> this is me paying, paying for, you know, I didn't play it. Do you want me to play it? I'll play it. No, please do not do that. All right, would you let me keep going? Then I'll just, you know, all, right. all right, you're talking about forcing it. <laughs> I love how the threat of playing the <laughs> instrument is what gets him to stop. Um, <laughs> uh, but in theory, I actually agree with you. I think um, not, uh, if you're not feeling it, don't make yourself go through an hour of it but i do believe in the you know you talked about earlier about um f like playing with this feeling of like not having to think this automation you know like i don't know what to call it but like when you're in the zone or you're you can just play the piece and express yourself completely free of any friction of any kind of like um i think there's something about playing the instrument every day that facilitates that even if it is just 10 minutes five minutes you know, okay maybe today i'm not going to do the the boring scales that i hate maybe today i'm only going to play the best little phrase or best riff for my favorite songs i'll play like three or four of them in a row and and i've played today you know what i mean so i don't know i, I think there's wisdom in, in both approaches yes. you would definitely I would, I would definitely agree with you like um see ryan if you don't practice as much as possible then uh, you will never be able to like perform it in a way that you want to, maybe, or that's that's your goal performance. Um, but like I, I would say, like the people who are getting frustrated at some point, they are actually training a lot, and that's the reason why they are frustrated because they are training so much and still can't see the difference. And I would say like. A lot of times when we are so close to what we are doing, we don't really see how much we have improved already. Like it's 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 like I actually saw it with my little brother. Like I'm growing up together with him. I saw him growing up and now if I look at the pictures from back then, I I'm, I'm feeling like oh, 
wait a minute, like he was so small just a few minutes ago, I feel like, but <laughs> now he, he grew up so much. And sometimes we, we just don't realize how much we grow and how much we you know improve in the things that we are doing um, if we're too close to it. So sometimes like just stepping back and trying to get a little bit of distance to it can help to you know feel a little bit better about what we are doing and motivate us. Yeah, I, mean, I really appreciate the way you... The gradual said growth that, that you I, might not notice. I think the what? The gradual growth that you gradual, might not be yeah. notable on a daily basis, but over time. And being mature enough to to be able to know when you do need to take a day off. Even yes. As much as I like to preach playing the thing every day, I, agree. I, I think the way you said it makes a lot of sense. It's like, you know, th there's a give and take, I, I guess I would say, I would add. You know, and you have to be able give to... And take, give yeah, and take, yeah, that's a, a real... That's well, yeah. a real. You can overdo it. It can be overdone if you're really like stressing to, to hit a certain performance or a certain recital or a certain whatever you you know whatever it is. Playing past the past the twelfth fret or just a lot of things that. <laughs> that's the twelfth fret. Okay, that's, that's not a couple decades old. Well, you know the the great thing about <laughs> the great thing about playing piano is like I think beginners they don't get frustrated so early because like everything you do at the piano it. it in the end, it sounds well <laughs> compared to other instruments, especially like to violin. Mm. In the beginning, things are just sounding like very awful. I'm sure wind <laughs> instruments a little more frustrating in that yeah. way as well. Yes. Like brass instruments, I think too are like that. When you first start out, you need to know how to set your embouchure. Your it's it's not easy to sound like a good quality yes. tone. Whereas yes. like with the piano, you can just one finger ding. Well, the guitar is that way too, you know, like not being able to hold a chord without it buzzing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on the one hand, it's good that like the entry is so easy. But on the other hand, it's also a little bit uh, misleading because it feels like you, you can improve very quick. But simultaneously, you maybe you don't really understand like how difficult actually it is to, to really detailed understand the instrument and how it works um, whereas like when you have to play violin you you have to first understand specific things like physical things how they are going on to create the sound and then other things and like uh, afterwards are maybe going to be easier while at the piano it does not really matter how you hit the piano there's going to be the sound and it's going to be the right sound well, whatever you define as the right. So you song, can stand like, on the bench and um, fall down on the instrument. Understand. That's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you hit it. You can just. Yes, you you can, you can do it, and you will still hit the right keys. But it is maybe not sounding the way that you would like it to. Sound. I like the idea of doing this. As <laughs> yeah, I know. Any, like any, suggesting any, the like, image, please, is like, please be nice to you. You can tell it. Yeah, I know. It's just like there's a little bit. Just like, don't do that. Don't encourage people to do that. What's wrong with you? And that, like, we've had to, um, you know, put forth disclaimers that we're not, we're not giving advice. Like, you know, we're not. We're just talking about ideas. Yeah, they're just. <laughs> don't get in trouble. We don't get right. in trouble when pianos are being destroyed. Yes, please don't hit your instruments. Please, please don't bang your instruments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so hilarious. But yeah, man. Well, it flew by today, and I think it flew by even quicker than last time. Yeah, it did flew, fly by. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it was no, thank you. We, are, we appreciate the unique insight you you gave us. A few more things that that are going to leave us thinking. You know. Thank you very much for the invitation. It was a lot of fun to talk to you again. It's so, a, it's an honor to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> we know. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not serious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Again, you know, you I need my apologies for for Michael derailing you your apologies, hijacking your spotlight. It. Um, do you have anything coming up that you're looking forward to? I'm very much looking forward to my final exams. Like uh, right now, I'm in the last in the in the final study period. Let's say. Um, I've been studying piano since uh, 2013 officially at the university, so that's that's a long time now, <laughs> and I'm happy to finally finish it. 
officially. And um, yeah, like, uh, part of the exam is in June, and the biggest part of my exam is going to be in uh, September, October, probably. So then it's over. <laughs> then it's over. Do you have. Well, uh, it's just, you know, the first. Or is it just getting started? Of- yeah right (laughs) exactly it's just getting started and i'm so looking i'm just so looking forward to like you know stop all this studying stuff you know all this university life it's it's a little bit like enough now (laughs) you ready for it to be yeah yeah yes yes like always preparing for exams always preparing for the next lesson and stuff it's um it is it is inspiring it's motivating but at some point you know you, you've learned so much during all these years and you just want to get started and just try to get your art out and experiment things on your own and i'm looking very much forward to this well congratulations on that that's exciting <laughs> and uh, of course your boston uh piano partnership <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to say about that like what about um Boston Pianos uh, made you want to partner with them? Um, well, you know, first of all, they are part of Steinway and Sons. I don't know if you know them, but they are like the brand for uh, luxury uh, pianos, um, like extremely high quality instruments. And um, they basically came to me and asked me if, if I was interested in collaborating with them. And uh, because they want to get their Boston instruments more into focus now, they, they've worked a lot on their product during the last years. Um, and it's not so well known uh, underneath like the pianists. And so I, I went there and, and tried it. And actually, I was very surprised about like the sound that it's getting. Like it has a very nice bass, I feel, um, which is because they Basically, they they opened up the instrument at the end. I don't know. I don't know really how to explain it, but like the construction of the instrument is helping it to create a very voluminous bass, even though the instrument is maybe not as large as a huge, you know, concert instrument. But you still get this feeling of a concert instrument. And after I was practicing so long on a like relatively small um, grand piano. And I'm more and more going into this direction of a concert stage pianist who is like really playing on these big concert instruments and not a keyboard anymore. <laughs> I needed an instrument that was like supporting me to go more into this direction and to have more this feeling of a concert instrument and not just, you know, this this little practicing room stuff. So it's it's really, you know, a step up <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> Awesome. Step up. That's, That's awesome. great. That's great that you were able to collaborate with them. And, you know, I mean, you're very deserving. So we were happy to see Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. It was really cool. <clears throat> I also yep. very, I'm very happy about this. And I've, I feel very honored that they came to me and asked me about this. We're and sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> we can um, see great things happen to people who have, who have been on, who we've got to know. Oh, for sure. We appreciate and we appreciate you unique thank you for for showing up thank you for supporting the show and it means a lot to us thank you too like it was so much fun to talk to you again and so many interesting questions again <laughs> well i do i do have oh, oh i'm sorry you oh the question no. i was just making a comment she's number one that's all okay yeah she's she <laughs> one always and forever um <clears throat> anique do you have any well, I guess the last question I wanted to ask is if you ha- have any words of wisdom you want to share with our beautiful listeners. Oh, uh, stay calm and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> stay calm and breathe. That's um, that's a great idea. Stay calm and breathe. Ryan, what about you, bro? Do you have any, uh, any words of wisdom you'd like to share? I do. Uh, before that, I would like to give Anik the opportunity to share her social media information or YouTube channel information for the people that want to find her and oh, take yeah, in sure. your content. Um, you will find me on Instagram with Anik Göttler, written with O-E, Göttler. <laughs> and also on YouTube, 
either on Anik Göttler, which is like the channel where I'm just sharing professional recordings, and um, the other channel is called Heart of the Keys, where I'm doing everything around piano, talking about it, doing stupid stuff with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, you should you should go and check it out. <laughs> yeah, didn't she recently hit a uh, big milestone? Was it 100,000? Yeah, it was uh, around, uh, I think, September last year. I was going to say, at least in the last time since we spoke. Yes, yes. Which is like, huge, by the way, which is a big yes. deal. Congrats. Congratulations. I'm very overwhelmed of like, how many people came to see. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big honor to have so many people in the audience. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you for, uh, for returning. And uh, my piece of wisdom is let's just be wild and free, baby. <laughs> Uh, I would agree with that. Folks, beautiful listeners, you know you know we love you. Bye.